Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Explicit Measures Podcast with Tommy, Seth, and Mike. Hello, everyone. Good morning. Here we're back again. Just jumping in with some more topic stuff. This is going to be an interesting topic. We've done these a couple times before. Anybody got any openers, any intros we want to talk about this morning? Yeah, I'm actually happy to say we have a contest winner. So thanks for everyone. The contest. The contest. There we go. So if you guys didn't know, we did a little contest last week where if you shared the podcast with the hashtag explicit measures, you could win some free swag. Take my shirt off his back. I think that's exactly what we- <laughs> this, this would be an example of one of the things you could get. It's exactly. Little, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So first off, thanks to everyone who kind of entered. And again, it was USA only this time because we will do this again. And we actually had a lot of people who did it anyways, even though they were not in the U.S. So real fans, don't worry. We're thinking of you guys. So really appreciate it. So the winner is one Mike Ford from Austin, Texas. Congratulations. So I, Yay. Yes. I'll be reaching out to you to All get right. your address, what you want. And then, uh, they, and thank you again for everyone who kind of did that. And by the way, feel free to share the podcast, even when there's not a contest, but we, <laughs> we do really appreciate it. It means, a lot, it means a lot to us. It's been a lot of fun engaging with the community in general. Uh, the community is actually quite impressive. Uh, I was just talking with someone about the community, how I enjoy it and it challenges me. I guess there's a lot of people with some good ideas. It's been encouraging to me to see other people jumping into the tool. So yeah, I, I enjoy part of the community. I hope you guys all get involved somewhere at some level. So appreciate you. For sure. Heated topic we'll for today. Yeah. Not heated, not heated. I don't know. I don't know. It's you know, a bunch of opinions. This is a, I think this is an interesting. Wasn't supposed to be. Well, I, I, on Twitter, I you you kind of made the announcement, and I had a hard time like reading. Like, my, look at my mm-hmm. Twitter account. I'm like, holy smokes, there's a there's a ton of notices here. I've got like a whole bunch of people chatting about this this topic today. So it was very interesting listening to people uh, communicate and talk about this topic. Tommy, you want to give us the this is this is a, a Tommy idea one. So Tommy <laughs> Tommy comes up with these guys. These are fun because these are kind of outside the box normal. Uh, well, know, we do need to change it up a little. So we do. Yeah. Yeah. The idea to this and the rules are basically yes. if you had a hundred dollars in a logarithmic fashion, so obviously a hundred is not going to get you too far, but if you had some money to spend to improve the visual experience in power BI, where would you put your money? And it's one of those, put your money where your mouth is. We've, d- we did this a while back with the service. Like yep. where would you spend money to improve the service experience? We're, we're focused purely on visuals today. So would it, would it be the, things that you can do would it be the actual visuals involved where are you going to spend that hundred dollars the fun part though and not to get too off topic but mentioned that we're going to do this today on on twitter yesterday and that set off a firestorm of you guessed it tables tables i am sure throughout this as we go along and say where we're going to spend our money we will talk about if we agree with that would you spend that money there too obviously i tables unfortunately is going to be part of this conversation agreed um so jumping in today so you know there's a hundred dollars here but we're, we're kind of assuming like it's just kind of a proportion right it's a proportion of hey we're pretending we're going to be microsoft for for the day and we're going to throw money against different options or different things we're going to develop and build um for the power bi desktop so it's kind of representative right you know if we, you, where do you spend most of your money where do you put most of your effort and your time so if you have an opinions about this, or if you like what we're saying, uh, feel free to jump into the chat. For those of you who are on YouTube or LinkedIn, uh, we're watching the chat there as well. So 
Throw us your ideas as well and let us know what you think. Additionally, how do you want to do this, Tommy? What are the rules? How are we going to, how are we going to announce this? Do you want to do round robin? Do you want to do one person at a time? What, what are your thoughts here? So listen, one person at a time. Okay. We'll kind of run through. But again, at the same time, I want to hear everyone like, would you, if, uh, if I'm going, would you spend the money there? Is that something that's worthwhile to you? Obviously, we have our own. So we'll let one person kind of run with their $100. Okay. Split it up. And let's, if you can, organize from most money spent to least money spent. Definitely. So, or should it be the other way? I don't care. So. I think you should start, Tommy, because you always, always have start. like 500 and I have not that many. Two. <laughs> I want to consolidate into the meaningful areas. Like, all right that. <laughs> so all right i will start and we'll kind of jump from there so first thing is quarter of my budget 25 dollars. i'm adding for an enhanced format pain now you have this to me is part of the visual experience because it's part of what you can do this is not even what we used to have and obviously we've had our grapes about the new format pain coming it's coming there's nothing we can do but I think there's still so much to be desired in terms of you should be focusing on the canvas on building the report. Yet there's all these different panes. If you have bookmarks and you have uh, your selections and then you have the filters, and then you have trying to write a title that's not on a word wrap that makes it really difficult to kind of get all your options. I want a master experience to this where I'm focusing on the canvas where I need to. And then I can have my visual dashboard, so to speak, or my war room of all the configurations I need to do. So I want this to be its own UI separate from what we have now. And that's where I'm spending a quarter of my budget. What, is that, what does that look like in your mind? To me, it's, again, it's something that can, it's a separate window, number one. Pop it out. Num number one and two, it's a separate window. Yeah, pop it out, allow it to be in another screen on my computer. And it's also allowing, so one, it can show me more options. Uh, like for, rather than scrolling, maybe did I pass something? If I click on a visual, everything about that visual's properties can be without scrolling. Mm. This, and to me, this just allows a, to be much quicker with your ability to uh, deal with um, all the properties. Obviously you have your theme too, but I think there's also the global properties that would always be available too. So like titles, border shadows you can basically master config that but the biggest thing is when i click on a certain visual or multiple visuals i don't have to discover all those different properties it theoretically could be available in one screen um with you know, from the scroll depth point of view like things like your conditional formatting or if, especially with you're dealing with a table when you have to try to scroll down choose the, uh, the field properties per column and then you're also via that experience to me is very frustrating that could greatly be improved cool so that's I, that's yeah I think that's a good i think that's a good solid feature um, is that the same is it is it similar in thought i'm just trying to like how do i i'm trying to visualize it like is that the same as just having the the panes pop out it's like the panes pop out but i think the if you think about probably wants to have your editor for visuals i really that's do. what he wants there he wants well, to it's not, yeah connect an Maybe external it. window to visuals and just have it go, go script, scripting it, well, all yeah, kinds of things. The, again, the, the problem right now is like, no matter how much I expand the width of the format pane, it yeah. doesn't show me any more visuals. What I would want is it to be dynamic where if I just made it the entire size of my screen, it would basically have multiple columns. So rather than still making it just one 
vertical column of all the properties, if I expand it wide enough, it's going to show me the two properties kind of overlapping, like a two-page PDF. Hmm, so to speak. That's interesting. It's it's like the it's like when you look at like Word, and if Word right. if the Word document gets large enough, it starts putting multiple pages in a row exactly, side by side, exactly. so you can see more of the visuals or more of the visual properties all at once. Exactly. Interesting concept. I like that. I think that would so, be helpful. So if Microsoft's listening or anyone related. So, but again, so that's, and the reason I put that as the most of my budget, even when we're talking about visuals is because I think we struggle a lot of times, not that we're lazy, but we are inherently lazy where there's all these little properties that we may miss that you have to go one by one. That can be very tedious that this could really speed up that author time. So that is my $25. I have two twenty dollars on in dynamic titles or improving that experience. Right now, if so is that you want, forty dollars? You're talking about just another twenty bucks. You're gonna just another twenty. Right twenty here. bucks. Okay. So, if I want to spend or if I want to create a dynamic title, I can either use Power BI's auto-generated one. Okay. And with which we all have our um, opinions on, and uh, which can get very frustrating when you're dealing with tooltips. If you have multiple of tooltip, that's a very long title. Now you can do your own dynamic title with a DAX measure, but yep. are you going to create a DAX measure for every situation? That to me is where it gets, you know, like for trending and based on this category, mm. to me, that's too much, too many DAX measures for something that I think can be solved in other ways where you can basically have like a parameters. Like you say, like, okay, I have a parameter for my line charts. I have a parameter mm. for my bar charts. Make this a better experience or just allow me to enter titles in a better way. So so this is interesting because titles are, I think titles, I mean, how many times do you build custom measures for titles, Tommy, in general, like in your reports? I used to do it a lot, but it took a lot of time. And then you realize that yeah. it didn't solve every situation. Yes. So then you would have some visuals that had and some that did not, which made it very confusing. Seth, what about you? How do you put visual uh, custom titles on things where what you select in the chart changes what's inside the title? I don't think I use this at all anymore. No. I mean, I think it's an, a feature that was interesting, and and probably there is a use case around it. But I, yeah, I think to your point, Tommy, I think the time to make it work is too long. Like yes, and I think I think what I would say, um, you know, if you could integrate that, I like the idea here. Like if they could make it just automatic, if you could just say. Um, if you could, let me, I'm going to interpret here just a bit, like kind of what you were saying is what if each visual that you made automatically kind of behind the scenes came with its own visual, right? It, the visual already knows its filter context. What if you could, yeah. you do, you just give it the syntax of, Hey, I want this title to be, exactly. if one selected, then show this dimension by whatever word, you, like, almost like, almost like a um, almost kind of like what they're doing with the, the text box where you can enter in like a measure that's already existing inside that text box, but have mm -hmm. it more automated. Something that where you could just give right. it some syntax and say, okay, I want you to just say something like this. But then every time someone clicks on something, it just automatically does it. So you could, it, it would just build it, but you don't have to have another measure in the model. And I right. agree with you, Tommy. I think if you have five visuals on the page, it does not make sense to make five more measures across the page just to meet the titles of that Perfect. particular visual. Right. That's a lot of, it's yeah. a lot of extra work. Yeah. You, they're basically templates just like right now in, in your power BI theme, you can have, um, there's different headings that dictate different rules, like the font size, like you say, heading one, heading two, heading three. In the same way you say you have five templates to choose from. So rather than 
writing a measure, you just say, just do heading two here, like the heading two dynamic yes. template based on what field they're in there. Interesting. Yeah, I think that would, I think that would, sim I agree with you, Tommy. I think I don't, the feature I don't use is, that is a feature I don't use because it's too much work to build one of them. Or if I build mm -hmm. one, it's like, okay, it's a larger chart. It's kind of like a centerpiece on the right. page. And maybe I'm thinking like build, but I don't, that's a feature I don't even right. use anymore. But it's one of those, hmm. if you did it for one, if, or let's say you had four visuals on a page and two of them had it, two of them didn't, I think it's worse off than if you didn't do it at all. Yeah. Interesting. I like that. So I think that makes sense. So another $20 I am doing is actually I'm doing $35 on enhanced tables. So if someone has to say it. Yep. You guys, I think this is going to be a common theme across our conversation I know, here. I know. I know. And there's a lot of solutions out there. People are developing custom visuals. There's a lot of work going on around it. And I've been diving more and more into Power BI or like the actual theme. And there's a lot of little tweaks you can do that do help the experience, like the grid level, just some of the colors. Like if you put just a little time into the actually a lot of time, honestly. a lot of time yeah. into the JSON theme, you can actually make it presentable. Let me say. Yeah, I have a lot of challenges with tables as well. And I, yeah, but I, I also, I also think right now, I mean, I, when I spend time theming the tables, it's a lot of work and it's a lot of, you have to know a lot of the settings. Mm -hmm. um, it's not easy to get all the settings right for a table right. that's stylized properly. Right. And you can make it presentable. But my problem, yeah. the $35 is not necessarily in the design, it's in the interactivity. So when I'm, and it's really just about, I think the, especially the pivot tables are filtering. I can't stand the interactivity on be, uh, your basically your row headers for a pivot table mm. trying to expand and collapse. That should work exactly like uh, Excel in terms of like if I double click yeah. expand. See, this is, where yeah, this is this is the thing I think it's got them right. They they've been caught because everyone's already used to building tables in Excel, so that's that is the standard by which you're building this stuff. Right. So you're already at this level of like Excel does a great job with rich tables makes a lot of sense, but the table visual doesn't let you do all the things you could in Excel. And so that, right. I think right away, it starts off as like, you started at a detriment because the the bar is already so high for table styling. And then you come into Power BI and you're like, what? I can't, I can't filter yeah. by a column. I can't like do, there's a lot of things here. I'm like, this doesn't seem to make sense. So, hmm. but like, again, mine is not so much on the on the style because i think like i said i can do that presentable yeah. i want that ability to filter just the things that you normally would want to do in a table okay yep. so all right tommy i'm um, trying to give you a total here so total your total so far 25 plus 20 you've got 45 plus another 35 you are now sitting at 80 bucks 80. You got 20 can left. we math today can we math today if well, i had a table to look at this i i have oh. uh i i do it in i love OneNote for this reason in OneNote, mm -hmm. you can do two numbers, something times oh, yeah. something plus something, and then you hit equals and you hit spacebar, yeah. and it does the math for you. So, like, yeah, it's, mm -hmm. that's what I'm doing now. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm one noting you right now, Tommy. I have a Power BI table up for this, <laughs> <laughs> which is not working. Which no. is not styled. Yeah. So last two are ten dollars. I'm gonna. We've talked about this one. I think Mike, you mentioned this once, and I love the idea where I can bind a color to a certain field or data, um, a field Ooh. name or value. I didn't. So think if I wanted USA, wow. to, yeah. Oh man, that is that's a good one. So you're saying yeah. wherever that data 
point, right? So you would USA say, shows up, it's blue. Yeah, yeah. So right. it's like inside the data of a yeah. column, you can then bind data directly to data uh, data I, points, data values. I saw this. Right. Like you, you don't know how really mess, messed up it is until you have a report. And I, I was in a different application, mm -hmm. but it absolutely threw me because, like, in I had two two pie charts because I had no other choice, guys. Um, <laughs> one on the left, and the you're largest, off the podcast. Always you're done. Choice. The largest no. swath was blue, yeah, and it was for like uh, a good status, yeah. And then the run right next to it defaulted the most the worst status to blue, and I was like visually i was just so confused because i was like wait a minute this doesn't make sense mm -hmm. like i just mm -hmm. put two things on the same page of like <gasps> they're not the same stat like i'm showing <laughs> status in both of them but they're not the same colors and i can't change them that's confusing yeah <laughs> so like yeah, yeah i'd love to it'd be great to bind that across all your if you're using the same field from the same table in multiple visuals like yes. all the colors just align to that yeah that'd be sweet and I well especially measures too and it would have to be like something around like you know that has to be like a data binding data to a color mm, has to yeah. be done like at the theme level or something like that. I I don't even, th to me, this one it's, you say $10, that's probably like a $40 spend to actually make it work. Cause I'm thinking about the complexities True. that are going along with that. I, don't know. I mean, you're going to throw $10. No, out hey, 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 no, hey, no, no, I know this way. isn't a, this I isn't know. a tech, like, can it technically happen? I think like, this is pretty straightforward. This is, actually. I'm throwing dollars. <laughs> I know. Make I, it happen. Well, yeah, that's assu that's assuming you have like an army of people. Like, but I mean, okay, yes, I know this conversation is not technically is this feasible, but I'm just thinking through like how to make that work across. Mm -hmm. Like, man, that could get really hard because what you said, Tommy, right? What if I have USA outputting a value from a measure inside something that would need a color? Mike, like, holy aren't smokes. they already doing that though? No, no, it's based on the order that it's in. No, 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 no. What I'm talking about is, uh, they they just they just built in the the crumbs between all the columns because if you change something now, they track it all the way through. Don't they? They you can. It's the same way that if you're in the modeling view, I, I don't know about that. We stuff. just talked about like what is the feature called? Like basically, where if you change something in your was it the oh, power query area? Yeah. It now filters all oh, the way through lineage tags. Yes, correct. Lineage yes. tags. Yes, right. So, like, couldn't you jump on the piggyback of that? Yeah, but how do and you it, how do you lineage tag a data? I mean, that could be. It's a, not a data point. It's a Q and A. Like, just think how Q and A, or when you're in the modeling view, you can basically say per field what the field name is. The Q and A synonyms, right? Like, yes. or the uh, different. It's the same thing, and it can identify that column, and it obviously knows the fields in it. it Here's the thing. If we only got $10, I'm happy with just measures doing this. That if I want total sales to be green and cost to be red, always. Oh, I see. So okay. if, if, if I only, yeah. Mm, okay. I didn't think of it that way. I was not, I was not anticipating Either like, way. wherever yeah. that measure value is added to a chart. Right. Make that mm -hmm. always the same color too. Okay. That's interesting too. I was thinking like, okay, I have a column that says USA, Canada, whatever. Countries. Oh, which would be massively problematic no. when you join them together in a measure. That's that's what I, and that's where I was going. That's where I was going with it. And that's right. why that's why I was like, oh my There's gosh, order this, this would be like impossible to do. Like, how do Got you it. how do so, you stitch hey, it all together? Hey, no, no, only no. only it's, measure. It's a only background measure, dax right? measure. It's a background dax background measure. Dax you, measure. 
it's an implicit measure basically that you're creating if you said don't yeah, talk I, about implicit measures on this podcast yeah this is only well, explicit measures. <laughs> but you could do the same thing theoretically by writing it yourself right or you could do a quick but you could say like hey anytime the yankees show like you know filter uh, teams yankees color you know hex color blue or yeah. whatever i'm just you saying could, i'm just saying that's that's a i whole- don't think it's just I think I think it's a big I think it's a huge task because you have to now because now every visual every single thing you talk to the desktop it has to know that Yankees equals blue and so regardless of what comes back to the visual side there's now a handler something that's that's letting you acknowledge that across all across everything oh boy now we've got we've got let's go Mets oh boy <laughs> thanks Belinda <laughs> <laughs> okay. When, Tommy, yeah. Tommy, take a deep breath. Take a deep yeah, breath. take a deep breath. Tommy, Tommy needs a There's moment. There's no baseball. In with Sorry. the good, out with the bad. Tommy needs a moment. <laughs> There's no baseball. Right now. But Sorry. um, but I like the feature. I definitely, I definitely like it. I'm just looking at it, going, "Holy smokes, that that could be a lot of work." I like the, I like the idea of it because I think that's very much needed. I think you do need to be able to take a data point, a something that's you know part of a column, and say, "Okay, this thing needs to be like to your point, Seth." Right? If I have a status of whatever it is you know whatever that status is everywhere i put that status in the report it helps to remain consistent with that coloring no matter where you're at in the report yeah and and you know what like i, I changed tune like don't even use it on columns it's only on measures yeah or, or yeah. yeah yeah right like all, it, it, that would that would well how could you do that on a measure when you're binding the measure across i know the values of the column uh, see this is where i was going with some of this i was like uh it it would get interesting. So shades, yeah. It, huh. Okay. Good feature. Though. All right. I like moving it. on. Yeah. What's right. what's your last ten dollars? Last one, and then yeah, I'm digging enough time. Is some more ten dollars more standard visuals and custom visuals play a little nicer where the formatting pane is kind of more universal. Even if the the developer did not necessarily put all of the properties mm-hmm. in there, I should still be able to do the same properties that are available on a standard visual. So more standard that's visuals. It's an interesting point. I, I haven't played, like, I'm not a developer in the sense of custom visualization. Mm-hmm. Mike, I know you've played a little bit a in that, that, that yeah, arena. No. Like, is that such a hard ask? Like, if if the template, are you adding so much more complexity to a custom visual if you just said, these are the standard properties, here's the template? Go go add in your stuff. So. I don't De- know. Because depends it... on what you're building, though. So like, so st- standard custom visuals yeah. really give you the full yeah. ability to do whatever you want. <clears throat> and I think sure. Tommy, you're referring to like, if you look at like if now in the new format pane. Oh, like but not all of... the properties are going to be the same. Correct, Tommy. Right, because they don't might not have the right. title. Like, yeah, they but they don't I don't have a title. It. There but... are there are some that should just be there. Yes. Yes. Agreed. And so I think I think to your point, I mean that's another really interesting item there or to give more example or to help developers put more in uh, add more requirements maybe to get certified something like that you know hey if you're going to be certified here's some of the key elements that we expect you to have mm-hmm. these things need to be attached to your visual at some level you know you turn them on turn them off but at least at least they'll have the ability to put those features on if needed kind of thing yeah, yeah. what i would really love is when you add a custom visual it almost comes with like a dummy view of it rather like of like a dummy data in it that would actually show you like, okay, this be some, some custom visuals have like value, measure value, category value. Like, okay, which one's the measure? Very which one do I put in my, yeah. Yes, and you I can download agree. it, but again, a little money there. So there's my hundred dollars took up enough time. We'll kind of run through. I want to, I cannot wait to hear my Seth's two and a half ideas. 
Well, I mean, I think we're right on track I mean, now, time wise. Solid okay. three. Solid, solid three. three ideas. You know. After you took mine, probably. <laughs> Mike, you want me to go? Do you, you want to go? You can go, Seth. What's your What's your feeling? All right. I already I'm got mine go listed out. I'm good to go. Cheapest, cheapest to most expensive. Ooh, I like it. Okay. I'm not letting this one go. Yep. <clears throat> I know there are technical challenges, but it makes such a huge difference. Fonts. $30. Oh, $30. I, yeah. I I want more fonts. So, I'll, like, use case, we do a lot of embedded in an application. Yep. Right? If you want, If you want this tool to extend and really get out there and not just be internal, I need more fonts, man. I, I need the the change and the look and the feel of just everything on a report page is so impacted by the fonts and they're they're not there. I, yeah. I need more options. Like and I know that Mike, you we you delved into like the oh, nitty gritty technical of I this. I tried to really know, rip and, this out and, and figure out how to make one. Yeah. And rain it. Uh-huh. But like if you can give me wingdings, <laughs> you can you can spend some more time. <laughs> In, in giving me a better font that's usable. That's true. So, from, from the company that gave you wingdings, no, <laughs> no right? fonts inside, inside man, in visuals. Man, that kills me, dude. It it literally does. Uh, so that's where that that's the simple one. Would you rather? I I have to ask. Would you rather them all be available, or you can upload your own? Upload. Gotta have upload. So, if if upload worked across. <laughs> the platform no yeah. across the yeah, whole yeah. platform right because in embedded scenarios a lot of this falls apart which is where you would you need it the most because mm-hmm. it has to integrate with another platform yes um so you know whatever i just make it work <laughs> and I, I don't i don't care how okay um the other one is is sort of in the same vein right it it takes a lot of work to alter the default feel look and feel of visuals in power bi and even then like every single visual you're touching is you know customized or you're layering objects or you're you're doing something if custom visualization is supported just in the same way that themes are supported there are a bunch of third-party tools for themes like our tool theme generator you can extend you can spend hours in this thing as long as you want to build the best theme out there yep but you have the option to choose like 12 different themes right out of the power bi Mm -hmm. you have some selections you can make to like create your own theme within the tool i'm going to spend 30 dollars on visual style themes because if custom visualizations support all of these visual libraries that third parties can go build these amazing third-party single visuals then why don't you spend a little time style your default visuals in different ways and give me like here's the smooth visual style here's what you get today here's even more aggressive or hard like pick the big libraries out there that are the most popular and just give me different ways I can default modify the every visualization in Power BI. Kind of like just, the... it's, it's a different if it, it's a different kind of look and feel. And then if I want to mess around with 
like smooth is my thing right and it, it just does things in a different look and feel and i can you know change properties from there mm -hmm. it's not forcing me as the end user to spend hours and hours or rely only on a single custom visual because a lot of the problems we i have are great a custom visual does this thing i need four different visuals on the page yeah none of them align yeah so that's that that's my my earth of 30 bucks is that kind of like the style that you can choose for a table like you can choose like those style templates like condensed uh, alternate colors and it kind of gives it, it you could a style. Be. it could be right it's like, like a, a style of, template like if i'm if i'm looking at just all the little all the visual yeah. libraries out there right like you they uh the default for a line chart would be you know the bar point bar point you know mm -hmm. or curved or yeah. uh you know so all of them have just a default different maybe it's a the smooth and in light something to right work with. is like it's not as it's not as bold as the current just default right, right. Like sure. hard black lines everything has this you know font mm. or different fonts <laughs> depending on what visual you're using yeah and you know it's like it, it's like remove some of that customization because that i think would be something useful in the tool where you're not doing everything you're not removing third-party tools or or custom visuals because there's a ton of value in there mm -hmm. you're just adding in these defaults that enhance the tool and i think i think over the years right like we've we've seen so many great improvements in the enterprise side of things scaling up with different features and functionality etc but like let's remember this is a reporting tool and like how it looks is really important and we need to spend a little bit more time circling back to that look and feel of like helping end consumers make reports look great because that's what you're doing with the data you, like delivery is also part of you know the the data part we spent yeah. a lot of time in there with scrims and themes etc but i think this would be a big win that you already have supported like just create some defaults yeah that's a good I, idea I, yeah i love that because for those who are visually inept like myself sometimes or design inept like basically starting with almost like a starter pack where you want you know the for a line chart there's these five different designs that you can start with and then you can kind of customize from there Rather than always yeah. starting with the default one or to try to work in the theme, go, no, that's not right. But start with like a smooth one, a, um, you know, urban one, uh, those different. Right. Yeah, Sky's yeah. the limit, man. Yeah. Right? What I if, love that. What if, uh, I mean, this kind of feels like what you're talking about. And, and I'm trying to make an analogy of something I'm familiar with that would be similar to this. But it'd be the idea of like what we have in PowerPoint today or even in even in Excel Ooh. today, right? So in Excel Reco recommended Ooh. themes. Recommended theme for this visual <laughs> right. or or something like that or <laughs> oh, that would be great, dude. It looks at the whole report page. Are you sure you want to do that? How about this? <laughs> well, that would be amazing, man. I mean if we're you know this is a pretty good feature. One of the things that I think a lot of people miss, I mean again you can only focus on so many things when you're building stuff, right? There's there's a limit yeah. to like how much you can do, right? And one of the things time I'm thinking wise. time time wise, yes, yeah. correctly, hundred percent. One of the things I'm looking through this is is there an easy automatic tool? Like, there's some tests that Microsoft could put on top of these visuals that say this doesn't look color safe. Like these colors are too similar together. We recommend you'd use something that's a little bit different here. Add some more distinguishing properties here. I mean, I mean colorblind, right? You could say, you know, I want to do a colorblind test on this or something. sure, it, but like I, I guess. And it just does it like, for everything. To to that point, right? Like you, you don't they don't even have to recommend it. Just don't give us the 
what you're doing in default with right. on the color, right? Yeah. yeah. Do do these belong together? Then yeah. don't put them on the report page automatically. Exactly right. I like it. Yeah, I I, I think so. I don't I don't build PowerPoint slides. I don't I don't use anything else than the auto generated PowerPoint slides now. Like if if I'm doing PowerPoint, I can't I can't stand spending a lot of time formatting things. It just drives me nuts. So I try and be as lazy as I possibly can. So if I'm doing a yeah. PowerPoint slide deck, I'll build the entire slide deck with like no background, no images, nothing. And then at oh, the and end, just take take whatever default is on there. And I'll just go, I'll just kind of browse through the defaults and be like, okay, which one of the defaults look interesting with whatever I've presented my content with? And I'll just kind of sure. click through until I hit one. I'm like, yep, that's good enough for me. Let's move. Like, I don't spend any yeah. time styling that stuff anymore. And that, that's almost to your point though, Seth, like it'd be nice to just shove a bunch of visuals on a page and then say recommend and then it auto arranges things it auto drops colors on it maybe does backgrounds and like you could just kind of keep clicking through options and shoot for all i care give me a random button just pick random features and just let me just keep hitting random until it like starts <laughs> like a slot machine on uh, you know that, that's that's how you create a consistent experience in all your reports <laughs> yeah. well, once, you, once you get it, once you dial it in click random three times <laughs> yeah well, once you get it dialed in that's your settings then use those so, uh, well, good. this is the same uh, to me. I would take just what's in the table. If you choose a table and under style, there's like nine to ten different styles you can choose. This like a starter pack for a table. You like bold header, alternating rolls, flashy rolls, bold header, flashy rolls, or sparse. Yeah, that to me would be huge because like, oh, I didn't know you yeah. could do that. Or just yeah, I I I love this one. I like it. And then my last one. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna prep it forty bucks. Let, let's just get it out of the way. Forty bucks yeah. to tables. Yeah. So, but 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 let me let me let me clarify what I mean by that. Right? There are some amazing third-party tools that that extend tables to almost an extent I think which is hard to consume. Yes. There, there's so much data in them. We have Report Builder as a I can I can format this thing a hundred different ways to Sunday and embed it in a report and it and it works within there. That's true. I'm not talking about that kind of table stylization okay. or function. I'm talking about the useful, simple table that belongs in the Power BI report with the other Power BI report visuals yep. that we just need to extend a little bit better. So first and foremost, let me choose. Like, I understand the, the implications. I'm not talking about adding 100 columns to a table. Mm-hmm. What I am saying is, Sometimes in my world, I have a customer that uses one identifier out of three, and I want to use the same report for all of them. Yep. It's not an RLS thing. I don't want to spend Column tons chooser. of time trying to figure out how to how to like show and hide data points to them. Yes. What I want to do is just add all the columns to the table and allow the end user to show or hide them. Yep. Like let them pick which ones they want to see. Yes. And and just show or hide. Render the whole thing. Perf- kill like make make me deal with the performance problem but just let me hide them yep. let, let them choose yep. if they don't want to see it let them let them hide hide the columns that they don't want to see this also solves my width problem mm-hmm. which is i'm capped by width if there's one visual in power bi that is problematic i have it's the table yes because i would like to sh- like the values within there sometimes get long mm-hmm. and either let me show hide columns or do something impossible, which is probably like, give me my wide table where I can make that really wide and then shift the visuals as I scroll. 
right? So it's kind of like yeah. I'm freezing the table in the in in the report. But as I move to the right, you know, especially in an embedded space, right? Yeah. Like if I'm moving to the right, just have all the visuals just guide along with me, so it looks like I'm scrolling a wide table. Right now, if you did Whoa. that, you, you'd have a super wide table and itty bitty visuals because like the width of the page would be right x number but hiding columns also solves that problem because i can already shift kind of kind of the width speaking of width that's i think that's a cool feature right there i'm i'm trying to rethink that one just a little bit i just want to hang on that one just for a second here that would that would implication wise i'm thinking this is like your table defines the width of the page to some degree right so as or, or as uh, your table as your uh, table expands visual, or a right? visual yes so as the table expands the visual would automatically adjust itself longer oh, gosh. So, so it's like a setting of like show all columns in table like it's just that setting and so it could scale the page wider or it would scale every, and then everything would scale with that size of the table cuz cuz the this is all this is all internet webby stuff right this is all stuff that like shrink and grow right stuff it's, can it's can the be codes. Dynamic. yeah it's the, it's codes. the codes. Zeros, man. Yeah. makes the codes do the things. So that would be, mm-hmm. that's a cool feature. I like that. That makes a lot of sense. Speaking of width, I've seen some comments in here too. It'd be great to just create a standard width to, to start from for, for all mm-hmm. the columns yep. instead of making that 100% variable yep. all the time. Yep. Um, different matrix layouts. Like it, it, the, the hierarchy one, it's a, it's a little disjointed, and, and I still am very stuck in this world of like if i have an exploded hierarchy and i consume all of my space you're not showing me any of the other columns which is the data and i can't scroll i know like let let me like do something there where it's like hot like if i want to start scrolling just move the, <laughs> the matrix blow, blown out matrix to the left mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um search within a table whether that's like just an embedded search right in the table itself it's a huge request from a lot of users because they don't like you're in that context if you're in the table they just want to like oh i see this value search like by now, column, yeah. So, yeah or search on the oh, column oh yeah is an, is another one either one it doesn't matter to me I'd probably search on column would would make the most sense because yeah. it gives context um but when people are working in there right it's like oh I've gotten this insight with my slicers, but is this is this value going to repeat in 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 my table here? I, that's the only thing I want to change, right? So it's like rather than jump out to a slicer or a filter panel of some sort where you have to like put that in, everything changes. Mm-hmm. You know, keep it in context there. Um, I'm still still would love to see page load or like a top end, like just don't don't nuke my visual if I know I'm throwing a lot of rows into it. Power BI tables are not for like dumping out massive amounts of data. It's to show the some of the detail of what else I'm doing on the page. Yeah, and and I think what's what's what I see is most important for a lot of end users in order to make the transition into only using or or using visuals more that aggregate data. There's a comfort level that seeing the raw data gives them right so if i can if i can instill confidence with a small window of data where they can add some slicers add some filters get down to like the granular level on a few things they see 10 20 30 40 rows everything ties out i've just reinforced that if they take off those filters and slicers the roll-ups of dollars of whatever the case may be are accurate Mm -hmm. right so it's it's not 
I don't want the table that gives me all the data that they can export. That's not what that visual is for, but make it easy for me, right? Like if they're going to pick something that's like a million rows, just give them the first hundred. Of course, you're not going to get everything in there. Yeah, totally right? agree. Yeah, don't I, force me to try to like build that into every single time I build a table. I think page, paging feature on a table makes a lot of sense, and I think that solves a lot of problems where you can you can quickly. I mean, I'm thinking about again. I'm looking. To, I'm thinking about like the back end part of this, right? I'm thinking about mm -hmm. what when I use performance analyzer, what kind of DAX statements would have to be generated for that? That's pretty lightweight because you can you can use right now. It's I think top. 500 or 5,000 is what is the top well, end. And some, we already today. know some of the custom visuals are using page right. paging. That's true. <laughs> so it, it can be done. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then all you do is you do a count rows of that whole query. And then you now right. you know how many page, like, okay, 500 divided by how many, like you can set those properties up and then you could just set one, two. Like, I mean, that's, uh, this is where I think, you know, the table is a bit, to your point, Seth, here, these are features that make t our tables are weak, but these are standard table features you get when you do proper web design. Like if you're doing web mm -hmm. design on a table, these are like the standard features you get kind of out of the box with a table you would build for a web page. And again, why not bring more of those capabilities into that visual? Yeah, well, I totally agree with yeah, you. Yeah, and shoot, it, it improve the freaking scrolling experience. Make the scroll bar a little more pronounced because people are going to have to do that. Just like in Excel, it actually looks like a scroll bar or something you can click on. And then I think the other thing too is like we're trying to find a solution right now. We have like a catalog of products which has like a lot of the information on obviously like the attributes, but in order to filter, we're using, trying to use the filter pane, but that's not a good experience when you're dealing with a lot of different options. Mm -hmm. We had a few requests that came in just the other day. Someone's like, Hey, we really need this field added to the table. It's like, Oh, it's been there. Just, you have to scroll. No one knew you could scroll. You couldn't even tell. Yep. So yep. I think that ability to filter within the columns and then the scrolling. Yeah, I think. <sighs> so those are mine. That's my hundred dollars. I'm spent. I'm broke, Mike. <laughs> I like these. You. These are good. Your your your. I think your forty dollar spend is an appropriate allocation of forty bucks for that Listen, table stuff. How how many? Like we've talked at nauseum, right? People Tons. love seeing raw data. Yep. Like recognize what the Power BI table is for. It's yep. not for everything. It's not. It's not to show all the bells and whistles. Just make the core functionality of what what you get in. A lot of different table views or power power or, uh, mm -hmm. excel or you know whatever yeah like i don't need everything but these are like really just core fundamental things people are used to when dealing with tables make your tables better yeah i like it excellent all right so i'm gonna i'm gonna hopefully i'm gonna try and dodge features you guys have already talked about and kind of add some some other features that i think are a bit more nuanced maybe more things that i'm struggling with pain wise right now for me so um, I'll go, I'll do the same order for Seth. I'll go start from the smallest amounts up to the higher amounts. So I think there's a need for better layouts on a report page. I think there needs to be better standardization. You know, we talked about earlier about having that, um, kind of that PowerPoint slide deck of here's a layout, try yeah. this. I think there needs to be some built-in capability around that, being able to, you know, more easily align things, define with code, define in the JSON theme. Here's all the visuals that would go on this page. Here's where it is position-wise, and here is the size of it, right? Mm -hmm. I think all that should be predefined. I think you should be able to define all that stuff beforehand, and so you could load a theme file and automatically have a format for a page already laid out. Here's the cards. Here's one main visual. Here's the cards. Here's two visuals and one visual. Like, just have it just ready to go, right? And so then, 
you know, it, I think this works really well when you're using what we, we typically recommend is models and thin reports. Model's already done. I'm going to the thin report. I'm going to start building this report. If I can define a couple common layouts, great. I just go in, connect the live, connect to the data, boom. And then I just start dragging fields over to start putting and populating it on top of the page. So I think that would be very helpful as well. So this would be on the page, just like you would say the standard sizes, like 16 by nine, yeah. or they said, or you would basically have like your custom defined templates. Yeah. Preset sizing, which can do, yeah. Pre yeah. 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 Preset. Yeah. You, you, how yeah. much, how much, how much are you throwing? Yeah. At them? Like, Probably about 10 bucks. I think, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a, a big thing, but I think that'd be very much like a, for new, for new users, I think this would be a big, a, a big assistance to them, right? For advanced users, they want to control all that, right? So they want to have the ability to put it in the theme file, sure. but for new users, they would probably like it. For, I mean, for consistency, for yes. best practices within an order, like, like report consistency. Yes. A yeah. Huge win. 100%. Like well, take take all the guesswork out of it. Yeah. Or, or all the, the futzing, right? Yes. Right. That, that a lot of people don't, may not even spend much time in anyway. Well, honestly, just like an ad, uh, the admin can deploy organizational visuals to the company where they show up for every user. Hmm? You could probably do the same thing deploy where your layout. organization has these layouts. Yes, correct. So that's one cool. I think I would start with. I, um, I would also add there kind of one feature that I'm, I'm, I think is still it's either bug or just how it works right now on desktop. But depending what type of view you have for the report page. So if I'm on a fit to width page, when I use the shift arrow keys, shift left, shift up, shift down to to nudge visuals around by a certain amount of distance, mm -hmm. depending on how wide that pane is, changes how much the visuals are nudged by and i want it to be a nice consistent number so i have yeah. found it's yes i have oh, man. i have found if i have the page zoomed yeah. in and i start nudging things i get less pixels per jump than when i'm zoomed out and i have like all the panes open and the re report page is small and the pixel so the visuals will be offset yeah. by a certain amount of something now okay I get that Microsoft can use math and numbers and these things can be like decim <laughs> decimals to like whatever the nth degree. But like realistically, if I have a um, 1080 by 720 pixel report page, do I really need to be splitting pixels by pixels on the location Dude, of visuals? On this that is page? exactly why I started using the properties page yes. so heavily for, yes. for moving things around because you can type of that. it in. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what is going on? on yes. <laughs> like it's not aligning my yes. ocd like or like yeah. it's gotta line up <laughs> which is which is not. which is why they added the red line alignment oh, item because when one yeah. of those visuals is off you can at least take the edge and try to align it so that way when they're like you know 9.592 whatever da, 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 this huge decimal who cares make it right. make make the entire report page single pixels and you can only put things in there one pixel at a time just make it like that. Make it one or or give me the option to like pixelize everything, right? Everything well, can only or, align or to a what, single pixel dimension. Or what the real problem would be is is you're if you're gonna if you're gonna decimalize, you know, the the setting, yes. then show me you're doing that. Show me the decimal <laughs> in the properties. Yeah. Right? Agreed. Right. Totally like, available on a new window. It's, either either you show me what you're doing on the back end in, in that hundredths or thousandths of a you yeah. know zoom. Or expose it. Don't. Or don't. don't or do just it. make it just make it all whole numbers. And then again, yeah, I like I, that. Yep. When I'm in the when I'm in the visual and I'm moving it around, right? Even if I just grab a visual and move it somewhere, yes. I'm at, you know, one third one uh one sixty three, right? 
That's uh, my X position is 163. Well, if you open up the PBAX file, it is not 163. It is some other random number. And I'm like, why? Why is this so hard? So, anyways, all that aside, I would I would probably make that a little bit easier for you to work with. So that's my ten dollars for better layouts and you know kind of positioning of things on the page. Another one that I feel like I have pain with, and I've intentionally steered away from using bookmarks because of this. Mm. Booksmarks, you can never redesign a bookmark. You have yeah. to start over. You, I never know what I selected. I don't know what's highlighted. I can't see the definition of it. It's a mystery. So bookmarks are a great feature. They're very cool. They do a lot of things. I really like them. But it's become, it's, come on, we've had them around for quite a while now. I need to know, I need, you know, in the bookmarks pane, you need to give me like a little window at the bottom of the bookmarks pane and tell me, here's the visuals that you selected when this book, when this bookmark was created, right? And then, you know, another thing with bookmarks is I can't stand changing the properties on a bookmark. There is an ellipsis. And when you oh, want to change the property on a bookmark, you have to click the ellipsis, change one property, it disappears. Click on click the ellipsis, change another property, it disappears. Click the ellipsis, change the third property, it disappears. Ah! It drives me or, oh goodness forbid you actually click on the yeah. bookmark and, and then, then if you hit update it. bookmark accidentally it just updates the bookmark and you're, you're screwed so so you're saying 90 dollars for this <laughs> <laughs> it's it's incredibly frustrating to have that little window popping in and out all the time and i also would say the bookmark definition of what is going on inside a bookmark what did you select how was it built it's impossible for you to convey enough information if i build the report with bookmarks in it and i hand it to tommy and he just looks at the report, he will never know what I did with the bookmarks. Unless I do some very clear uh, you know, alignment or naming voodoo to make sure that the bookmarks match what things are on the page. Like, I have some techniques that I use. Like, for example, if I have a bookmark that uses selected visuals, I will try to name the bookmark with a number in the front of it, 01. And on the visuals selection pane, I will try to rename the visuals to have 01 in front of them. So that way the bookmark at least tells the user corresponds to what things I quote unquote selected when that bookmark was enacted or changed. So in some ways that can help a little bit, but again, it's a, it's a hack for what you really need is what is the bookmark doing? Why, what's going on there? Do we know what the metadata looks like for a bookmark in the zip file? Like where it exists or I'm sure it has to exist somewhere. It exists. If you use, um, if you use Matthias's, um, power BI tools, Mm-hmm. which is a tool that allows you to decompile yeah. a PBI file into JSON files, essentially. You can go find it. There is a definition for the bookmarks. You can go see what they're doing and how they're built. However, it's buried. It is way in there. And you think about it. Bookmarks do a lot of things. They hide and show elements. They can select data points. They can navigate pages. I mean, bookmarks do a ton of stuff. But they have to be all tied to the actual index, right, some way. It's in there. I'm telling you, it's in there. It's just really difficult to get to it. So it's just such a painful piece. So because of that reason, I'm actually trying to use bookmarks less and less, and I'm trying to design report pages away from using buttons and bookmarks and only using them when absolutely unnecessary. And instead, I'm using more of, like, slicers and trying to do things with, like, simple again simplify the report yeah i i this is a really good one ten dollars and i think ten dollars ten dollars what you're you're highlighting is bookmarks are extremely powerful back-end pieces Mm -hmm. and just there there's a there's a slight functionality eh, but the the bigger problem is like you're doing really complex things with them and you don't have visibility into what you did 
Correct. Right. Like yes. there's that I think is the largest issue where and recognizing that they're back end pieces and not really visual. Right. Because like I think one of my initial frustrations with bookmarks was when I was copying things out of one report into another, they didn't go yep. along with it. Nope. But of course they're not, man. Like these are these are heavy things going on in the Correct. model, tying together the thing, the visuals. Okay. But if I could power query copy paste, <laughs> right? Like build the thing over here, because I know it's the same thing because you gave me the code. Yep. Or something to that effect. Yeah, I like that one. And there's a, there's also a lot of things too that I feel like that we do when we build reports. And and some of the reasons why I use bookmarks and and around that is is really hiding and showing visuals on the report page, right? So mm -hmm. yep. there there is the ability to turn on the report. You allow the users to pick which visuals they have, right? And this might be something that goes along with this a little bit as well, right? I'd really would like the ability to be able to say, okay, here's a visual on the report page. I'll let you pick this. This visual could be a table or a bar chart. I'll start with the bar chart. But then there's an option on the visual itself that allows the user to toggle between the two and just build it in, make it make it part of the everything, right? Let users have that ability of changing those visuals. Now, I know that's a feature, but I want to be able to narrow down the selection of items that they can actually pick from for what I want them to change the visual to, right? Yeah. So I think that would be another good feature here because that way you can at least put all the visuals on the page. And then when someone says, hey, I need the table, like, oh, yeah, it's already there. You just click this button, it just switches it to a table and then switches it back to the visual. Honestly, with what Microsoft's doing with PowerFX, the Power Apps language and Dataverse and modeling, I, I and they're I think they're gonna even incorporate it in Excel too at some point. If you could build that into the bookmark feature where on select, on on check for a, a certain button in yep. Power BI to go to a defined state, you can make that yeah, a little coding, a little writing, but you can make that experience a lot easier. What's PowerFX? Power FX is basically. I'm just teasing you, <laughs> but go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, I mean, I'm. Yeah. I don't hear a lot about Power FX right now in the in the the blog at this point. So maybe they're working on it, but I don't hear a lot about it. They made it open source, so go ahead. Just made it. You, yeah, give so a little Power... up, update on like what is it, so people know what what that is. Power FX is basically the language that's running uh, Power Apps and also going to be running model driven apps. So basically, being able to choose certain logic that goes on, it's built off Excel, but it's all the features. And especially if you've ever built an app where you're saying the on select properties, collect, uh, you know, uh, basically create a record, everything you could do that corrects, uh, affects the behavior in a power app, yeah. which they, again, you can actually build your own application with PowerFX now because it's open source. But it basically the idea is look it up because it's really cool. But then two, the crossover for what bookmarks can do is pretty, would work really well in this situation. Totally agree. Um, I, I get nervous when, you know, I talk about power effects because power effects seems like a very power apps centric thing at this point in time. And so I worry that it's going to get stuck there and it's going to just become part of like the power apps dynamics ecosystem and never makes it anywhere else outside with of that. A, with the behavior and visual properties, it, it can change. It's cool. I think it makes perfect sense actually in a, like from someone who's been working more and more in it. The lot, the crossover to me just makes sense. Yeah. Easily. Totally does. So, yep. I agree with that. All right. So that's my other $10 there. Um, $10. I love the custom visual for Deneb. I love the custom visual for Charticulator. Buy them. Put them, put them directly in desktop. It's a standard visual. It comes with every desktop install. The, these are, to me, there is a huge gap between what we have visuals today and what you can do in other visualization tools that are actually more bespoke visual building tools. And I think these these two tools alone close the gap 
for any other product to come in and let you build highly customized or highly stylized visuals. These are things that has to be part of like the regular development cycle. It's got to be built in. So I would I would go $10, $10 go buy those two low code. They're still code based, but low code visuals, drop them into desktop and they just become standard with the program. So I think those are definitely needed. Um, then the next one I will do here is I want to jump on like one. This might be a visual base, but I'd like better store integration. So what Tommy kind of pointed out earlier, when I go get a visual from the Microsoft mm. store, I can go click a button. I can go see a bunch of visuals. I still really struggle with um, looking at what's inside that store and knowing how to use those visuals, right? I'd, I'd like a better store experience. I'd like to maybe even see a report that I could edit or see, or there's a little window in there that I could actually play with that visual with a, maybe a little dummy data set. So may, maybe they give me like render a Power BI report there and let me see what that visual is doing inside a simple page. And, you know, let me tweak the right. settings of it. Like I need more interactivity on that specific visual so I could see if this is something I actually want to incorporate in my report or not. So I also think there's, and we've talked about this, there are, you know, Seth, yours was heavily around, like, let's make tables better, right? Info River has an incredible visual, and that was kind of picked up on our tweet uh, yesterday when Tommy mm -hmm. was announcing this. Info River has an incredible visual that does everything. It is like way fully featured. And so I look at that going and I think, well, that's interesting, but I don't want to have to pay for Info River. So it's a paid visual. So one of the things I think that would be better for Microsoft to do is do an, a better integration for organizations around custom visuals that you need to buy right so oh. you know there needs to be a better there needs to be an easier method there needs to be so again right these guys are spending real dollars putting real developers on building great visuals and they're spending a lot of time making these things awesome right but i don't want it to be paying 10 bucks per user and for every user an extra three to five dollars for an, a visual and again that may be really fully featured but i don't want to pay more money for another visual that gets stuck into my my report. So how how do we how do we do this in a way that allows me to have less friction to buy custom visuals, try them out, get them into my reports, and and figure out if these are actually add enough value that I want to pay for these custom visuals to be built. So I understand what Microsoft is doing there. I definitely think it's you know they have to do it. You can't make everything. I'm, I'm free. trying to I'm trying I'm trying to understand what you said like. I thought you said you're you're not a big fan of separate licenses, but then you are. Well, I I want it to be all bundled better, right? So like bundled better. Like like I if I'm if I'm going in to get a download download a visual, there's a little note that says you have to pay for this visual. So you know, Info River is one of them. It's a paid subscription that you would put per number of users, right? Per per users like using it or visual you're like some, uh, depending it. on the visual some are right. how many and people that's are where actually i think it's it. really sticky so, so that, i right. would agree with that because it's like yep. oh, okay like how how are you gonna know or like if i'm using yep. power bi licenses right yep and you're gonna charge me by subscriber yep yeah i i could definitely and, see there should be an easier yeah. path yes for an organization and I think you would scale in terms of like how much custom visualization you would sell too, if if that's part of the conversation when you know IT groups are budgeting for the next year, right? right. Like, hey, we've explored this custom visual, check this out. We want to share this with the organization, bundle Bingo. that in with your the, tenant with the has purchased pricing, this custom right? visual. So, right. so otherwise it, it yes. does, it makes it a really difficult yes. conversation yeah. because then it's like, well, we're already paying for Power BI. But then yeah, it, but yeah. 
here's the value of this thing and then it's Bingo. an add-on and then like it doesn't fit into that budgetary item I, yeah that's a good that's a good point and I, I i'm not sure i'm sold on and i get this right i'm sold with this you know i understand people want to want to have these visuals that are like a, a, a monthly subscription for the visual but i really don't think visuals are monthly subscriptions yet i agree no if, but at the same time like it, it, like if if you open that door that's a different negotiation, I think, with those third parties Agreed. that are providing these visuals that are outstanding for users, right? right? Then it's not really a per sub thing. It's like, okay, well, this is Correct. this is my size of the organization is this. This is the pricing, right? And then, you know, again, this is all like software as a service to some degree, even at the visual level, right? So when I buy that visual, I get it, I can use it. But then there's this kind of like caveat of, well, do I get updates with it? Do I actually go back to my reports and update it? You know, can and, I just buy yeah. the visual for like, okay, let's just buy this visual for a thousand dollars. The whole enterprise can use it as much as we want. It never, you know, the, the licensing never runs out. And so I, I'm also to the point where I'm like, uh, what is the value for some of these visuals long term? Are we, you know, for the subscription, right? What is my subscription worth to me for that visual in order to make it supported longer term? So that. Tricky stuff. I don't. I don't think it's an easy solution here. I don't think it's. But I would put more thought around how to make that work. And again, I would remove friction for people paying for stuff through the store, uh, for for developers. Right. Yeah. Get let them get paid for this because I I want them to do it. But then also figure out how to you know get a kickback to the. It, I I agree developers. with that hundred percent because how it's much really hard. Put, yeah. It's it's really hard to kind of even personally right justify like well, dude, I get. I get a Power BI Pro license for ten bucks a month, and I get like the world. And you're going to charge me five bucks Half for a that, visual yeah. per yeah. month, yeah. right? <laughs> like, yeah, right. But you know, I mean, that's 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 the challenge. That's the challenge. And and there's a different way to do that. Okay, yeah. I'm going to shut up. Go ahead. No, it's that's fine. It's good. I just that just that just kind of rubs me the wrong way from a from a feature standpoint. I got to figure that out. So that's twenty dollars on store integration. So I've done ten dollar better layout, better layouts, ten dollars <laughs> bookmark, ten dollar Deneb, twenty dollars with the store integration. I think that's got to be better. And then I'm going to jump in the bandwagon here. Tables, right? $30 for tables. It's got to get better. Um, I would also put some, some thoughts around there. Things, features I want in tables. I want, uh, when you go into Power BI Desktop, there is a data set or data view of the information. You have a table that's there. You can click columns. You can sort columns. You can have a little drop-down menu that picks a drop-down list of items that are there. We're going to do that. That's already there. Build that into the visual. Right. Give me the little drop down arrow where I could take a table and mm -hmm. filter data inside a particular column inside a table. I think that would be huge. Yeah. Um, Seth, I'm also with you. I think two of my other big pain points are it's not an easy way of being able to set the column widths all at once. Like, again, I would go to Excel. I would highlight the number of columns I'm looking at. Right click, set width to 20 P PX, uh, PX or whatever it is. And then it sets the width to all the columns automatically. I like that. I do not like dragging columns around to oh, try gosh. and get the width set. So I think that's something that's very much needed. Um, I'm going to go on a limb here a little bit. Um, Deneb, or actually um, the HTML visual, I think it does, or the one that maybe there's a preview out there somewhere, but there is this concept of being able to modify the CSS. And I've seen some table visuals that are that are custom where you can mod, like it's literally a table visual, you know, building table co columns and rows, but you can then have custom CSS for the table. And you can do a lot of things with custom CSS. Now, this is probably a security issue because it's CSS and you know it's injecting potentially scripts into code, but I would really like to see custom CSS for tables 
allow you to define more features around what that table can do and not do. Again, I think that would really enhance your styling. I think that would really enhance other options about that table, uh, things that you can then enhance it. But again, I'll, you know, those are my kind of key things around tables. Um, I think column choosing in the table, gotta have it. That's that's a big win, right? That's huge. Here's the, here's the 30 columns you can pick from. We're gonna start with five, but a user can click a button and they can add as many columns as they want. Great, fine. That's, that is what it is, right? So that, I'm okay with that. So I think that's another option there would be good. And paging on tables. Seth, I think you hit the nail on the head that on that one. Paging for tables is huge. I, I gotta have a, a page tabber at the bottom because then I'm less worried about how many columns yeah, you have. It, it's it's the render. People don't care, right? They don't care. And, and technically, you give them, you give them a hundred on the first page, they're gonna they're gonna go to a column filter. Yeah, <laughs> they're gonna right. filter it for you automatically. And this is the this is the explanation I always use with tables in general with individuals, or when we talk with with clients. I'm like, if you think about all of your data model being one massive flat table, right? There's no way for you to go through all that information and find the couple right. rows of data that are actually impactful for what you need to make a decision for. And so I communicate to them and say, look, you have this massive table. Let's figure out how can we, with visuals, pare down the table to something that's reasonable in size that you can actually look at. So, you know, we're looking for this, the number of records of sales that are drastically below what they were last year. We're looking for, you know, the the production numbers that were off compared to what we're looking like. There's a very small window of rows of information that we need to get to. We just have this massive data pool and we got to weed it down to get to with the answer. And I think column head filtering helps with that. And then paging helps with that. So I think that's another one I would be improving. That was 30 bucks. And then I think I have 20 bucks left and I'm going to rag on the visualization pane. The new one's out. I mean, there's some things about it that are really good. My two biggest gripes right now, the reset, the reset all button for uh the features of a visual <laughs> needs to move to the bottom of the list or give me a separate button somewhere else for reset all in the new visualization pane um i can't tell you how many times i've already blitzed my visuals this week with that yeah. but not fun don't like it uh needs to be better thought of and then the other option is um when you look at sections in the new rib this is the new format pane in the new format pane there's these little white cards inside those white cards at the very bottom of a section like title or it'll have like multiple options like background color value text font whatever it's just different sections there's only one reset all for the entire section i need reset alls in every single white card if you're you going to add those sections if yeah. you're, you're going to add re reset to default give me reset to default with all the different cards that i have so that way if i'm screwing with the title or the color of the background or whatever I could just hit reset to that single section of items because now we have this nice, pretty scrollable list. I don't really care how long the list is anymore. I can just scroll to what I want to get to, but I need everywhere to show me reset to default. Um, and I, it, there, I've also found, uh, I think a bug maybe, where I was playing with a slicer. I removed the background color from the slicer, but because I removed the background color from the slicer, the default slicer dropdown menu, so this is the slicers with dropdown, Slicer dropdown, the bar that you have to have the text does not have a background color to it. And when you go to change the color of the value of a slicer, it shows white. And I'm like, why is it showing white? But there's clearly no color in here. I had to go into the, I had to go. So there are options that are in the filter pane that are on, but not active. It's kind of weird. And again, oh. it, may be a it may be a bug, but in order to get the 
drop-down menu for the slicer, not the background, the drop-down menu for the slicer to turn white, I had to go into the values section of the slicer and change it back to white. It was already white listed. I had to click the option for white, and then it changed the background color of that drop-down bar. So and it took me forever to find it. And so I kept I, forgetting I, where it was. I want to I want to clarify something here. The new format pane just released. You want to spend twenty more dollars on? <laughs> they're they're not going to go back. You want to spend twenty dollars to go back? They're not going to go. They're so not gonna, it's a lot more clicks. Listen, listen. It's a lot more. I there there is one comment I'll make, and then the I'll, I'll follow up. The first comment <laughs> is, it it is very disruptive to me, design wise and just feels completely out of place right now in the report build process. It's very jarring. And I don't know if it's a different font or like the fact that these little toggle things are in here. And it's, it's, it's an experience I need to get used to. Yes. And I'm hoping I grow into. It's a very different um, change. But like, I'll reserve full comments until after I, I digest it a, a little bit more. more. Yeah. You see you see less options because I think the the sections. So you see less things you can click on without scrolling. There's a lot more clicks to do the same things. We should all go on strike whenever it becomes GA and just not get the latest update. Isn't oh. it GA? I thought it was No, it's I think it's still public pre or it's still a preview feature you have to enable in the Power BI desktop. Yeah, I thought Feb made it default. Nope. It, it makes it default it's in the on- preview, but you can turn it off still, which I have. I, so. I'm gonna have to get used to it at some point. It's gonna be uh-huh. here, like right. Microsoft's already invested a ton to make. I mean, I I get it. It's gotta it's gotta get better, right? I can't have maybe a filter. Maybe pane. it's the first step towards giving me a visual style themes, like uh, different themes and different look and feel, right? Uh-huh. And maybe. splitting it out into a different window, yeah. <laughs> all tied back. Yeah. Oh man. Anyways, those those would be where I would spend my monies. Uh, we burned through a good solid bit of time. We were like over time by a little bit here because we went through everything. So um, let's wrap her up. Any any final thoughts for this one? Uh, I'm was, happy to see if any of these actually come to fruition. <laughs> Spent an we should, hour and we should tag, tag the Microsoft Power BI team in Twitter and, hey, feedback. If you want feedback on, on some certain things. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I great I, discussion I think, on the format ping guys. I have to I imagine. Think, no, I think all the all the ideas. I, I think today most of them are achievable. Yeah, most of them would be huge improvements. And you know, the table thing we've been talking about for a long time. Right? I have to like, imagine they know this if, stuff already. And let them know, know. all of this will only take three hundred dollars. Prioritization. <laughs> <laughs> yes, hundred percent. Awesome. Well, thank you guys very much for for listening to us. For everyone who's been participating on YouTube and the chat, we appreciate you. Thank you very much for that. Um, congratulations to our winner, Mike. Mike Ford, which is a great name. I love it. It's great. Uh, so. I uh, appreciate it. Thank you very much, Mike. Uh, uh, reach out to Tommy uh, if you're listening. I'll reach out to him, yeah. And uh, he, will, he will connect with you and get all the information that we need there. With that, uh, our only ask for the podcast is just please share it. Uh, let other people know that you enjoyed it. Share it with one other person this week, this next week, over the weekend, and let them uh, enjoy the yammerings, the, the, the rabbit trails that we go through. Tommy, where, can you else, where else can you find the podcast? You can find on Apple and Spotify. Subscribe, leave leave a rating on Spotify and Apple. Spotify just allowed you to leave a rating on podcast, so it really helps us out. If you want to join live, watch us on YouTube and LinkedIn. YouTube just recently released a new feature on mobile where you can actually clip a video. Yeah. Hey, 
clip the format pane, send it to Microsoft so we can make a difference. <laughs> I'm expecting some clips from Tommy to show up on social media now. We'll there see how this goes. I'm not good. <laughs> yeah. Well, welcome, welcome, right? Like yes. something's going to get snipped out of context. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Might have to turn that feature off. Well, thank you all very much. I don't agree with Power BI. <laughs> <laughs> I'm clipping that one right now. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you very much. Appreciate it. And we'll see you next week.